Welcome to Immerse Prophets reading for week one, day five. Immersed in Hosea. Amos was not the only prophet who was rebuffed by the people of the northern kingdom of Israel. Toward the end of Jeroboam II's reign, a man named Hosea also tried to bring a warning from God against their injustice and idolatry. But the people called him crazy and a fool, and they plotted against him. Despite this strong hostility and opposition, Hosea's messages and prophecies were recorded and collected, and they have come down to us today in this book. The book of Hosea has two parts. The first is said during the stable and prosperous years of Jeroboam II's reign. Hosea refers to the grain, wine, olive oil, silver, and gold that were abundant in those years. The second and longer part of the book describes the three chaotic decades following Jeroboam II's death, when four of the final six northern kings were assassinated, creating social instability, economic distress, and shifting dependence on foreign powers. But both parts of the book deliver the same message, which is both ominous and hopeful at the same time. Because Israel has strayed so far from God, plunging into immoral idol worship and violating the requirements of justice from the law of Moses, nothing but a fresh start will restore its covenant relationship with the Lord. And so the people must be taken into exile so that in their isolation they may come to know God once again. In the first part of the book, this scenario is dramatized in Hosea's own life. God tells Hosea to marry a woman who will be unfaithful to him. Just as the Israelites have been unfaithful to their covenant God. But even though his wife abandons him, Hosea is told to take her back again. He has to buy her back from slavery in order to accomplish this. After a season of abstinence, Hosea then acts as her husband again. In the same way, God will reclaim his role as Israel's true husband. I will win her back once again, I will lead her into the desert and speak tenderly to her there. She will give herself to me there, as she did long ago when she was young, when I freed her from her captivity in Egypt. The second part of the book opens with a stunning presentation of a classic covenant lawsuit. First, Israel is called to court. Hear the word of the Lord, O people of Israel. The Lord has brought charges against you. Next, the charges are brought. There is no faithfulness, no kindness, no knowledge of God in your land. You make vows and break them. You kill and steal and commit adultery. There is violence everywhere, one murder after another. Then the sentence is pronounced. That is why your land is in mourning and everyone is wasting away. Even the wild animals, the birds of the sky, and the fish of the sea are disappearing. The people of Israel have failed to remain faithful in their covenant relationship with God, and the consequences include the undoing of creation itself. Part of Israel's failure involved embracing the debauched fertility cult of Baal, which the people had unfortunately become addicted to. Instead of looking elsewhere for life and prosperity, the people should have looked only to the Creator Himself as the true source of life. But now, in their disobedience, they would experience the desert of exile 
and destruction. Hosea highlights key events of Israel's earlier covenant history, especially the Exodus, to inspire the people to renew their relationship with God and begin living out their story in the present. At one point, Hosea takes a step back from delivering prophecies in God's name in order to appeal personally to his fellow Israelites. Come, let us return to the Lord. If the people would return, then the Lord's promises of restoration given through Hosea would be realized. I will heal you of your faithfulness. My love will know no bounds, for my anger will be gone forever. The Prophet Hosea The Lord gave this message to Hosea, son of Beeri, during the years when Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah were kings of Judah, and Jeroboam, son of Jehoash, was king of Israel. When the Lord first began speaking to Israel through Hosea, he said to him, Go and marry a prostitute, so that some of her children will be conceived in prostitution. This will illustrate how Israel has acted like a prostitute by turning against the Lord and worshiping other gods. So Hosea married Gomer, the daughter of Diblaim, and she became pregnant and gave Hosea a son. And the Lord said, Name the child Jezreel, for I am about to punish King Jehu's dynasty to avenge the murders he committed at Jezreel. In fact, I will bring an end to Israel's independence. I will break its military power in the Jezreel Valley. Soon Gomer became pregnant again and gave birth to a daughter. And the Lord said to Hosea, Name your daughter Lo-Ruhamah, not loved, for I will no longer show love to the people of Israel or forgive them. But I will show love to the people of Judah. I will free them from their enemies, not with weapons and armies or horses and charioteers, but by my power as the Lord their God. After Gomer had weaned Lo-Ruhamah, she again became pregnant and gave birth to a second son. And the Lord said, Name him Lo-Ami, not my people, for Israel is not my people, and I am not their God. Yet the time will come when Israel's people will be like the sands of the seashore, too many to count. Then, at the place where they were told, You are not my people, it will be said, You are children of the living God. Then the people of Judah and Israel will unite together. They will choose one leader for themselves, and they will return from exile together. What a day that will be, the day of Jezreel when God will again plant His people in His land. In that day you will call your brothers Ami, my people, and you will call your sisters Ruhema, the ones I love. But now bring charges against Israel, your mother, for she is no longer my wife, and I am no longer her husband. Tell her to remove the prostitute's makeup from her face and the clothing that exposes her breasts. Otherwise, I will strip her as naked as she was on the day she was born. I will leave her to die of thirst, as in a dry and barren wilderness. And I will not love her children, for they were conceived in prostitution. Their mother is a shameless prostitute and became pregnant in a shameful way. She said, I'll run after other lovers, 
and sell myself to them for food and water, for clothing of wool and linen, and for olive oil and drinks. For this reason I will fence her in with thorn bushes. I will block her path with a wall to make her lose her way. When she runs after her lovers, she won't be able to catch them. She will search for them, but not find them. Then she will think, I might as well return to my husband, for I was better off with him than I am now. She doesn't realize it was I who gave her everything she has, the grain, the new wine, the olive oil. I even gave her silver and gold, but she gave all my gifts to Baal. But now I will take back the ripened grain and new wine I generously provided each harvest season. I will take away the wool and linen clothing I gave her to cover her nakedness. I will strip her naked in public while all her lovers look on. No one will be able to rescue her from my hands. I will put an end to her annual festivals, her new moon celebrations, and her Sabbath days, all her appointed festivals. I will destroy her grapevines and fig trees, things she claims her lovers gave her. I will let them grow into tangled thickets where only wild animals will eat the fruit. I will punish her for all those times when she burned incense to her images of Baal, when she put on her earrings and jewels and went out to look for her lovers but forgot all about me, says the Lord. But then I will win her back once again. I will lead her into the desert and speak tenderly to her there. I will return her vineyards to her and transform the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. She will give herself to me there, as she did long ago when she was young, when I freed her from her captivity in Egypt. When that day comes, says the Lord, you will call me my husband instead of my master. O Israel, I will wipe the many names of Baal from your lips, and you will never mention them again. On that day I will make a covenant with all the wild animals and the birds of the sky and the animals that scurry along the ground so they will not harm you. I will remove all weapons of war from the land, all swords and bows, so you can live unafraid in peace and safety. I will make you my wife forever, showing you righteousness and justice, unfailing love and compassion. I will be faithful to you and make you mine, and you will finally know me as the Lord. In that day, I will answer, says the Lord. I will answer the sky as it pleads for clouds, and the sky will answer the earth with rain. Then the earth will answer the thirsty cries of the grain, the grapevines, and the olive trees. And they in turn will answer, Jezreel, God plants. At that time, I will plant a crop of Israelites and raise them for myself. I will show love to those I called not loved. And to those I called not my people, I will say, Now you are my people. And they will reply, You are our God. Then the Lord said to me, Go and love your wife again, even though she commits adultery with another lover. This will illustrate that the Lord still loves Israel, even though the people have turned to other gods and love to worship them. So I bought her back for fifteen pieces of silver and five bushels of barley and a measure of wine. 
Then I said to her, You must live in my house for many days and stop your prostitution. During this time, you will not have sexual relations with anyone, not even with me. This shows that Israel will go a long time without a king or prince, and without sacrifices, sacred pillars, priests, or even idols. But afterward, the people will return and devote themselves to the Lord their God and to David's descendant, their king. In the last days, they will tremble in awe of the Lord and of his goodness. This concludes today's Immerse Reading Experience. Thank you for joining us.